Y'all be back by supper now. up with the sup sup playful banter podcast listeners coming to you remotely one more time with kyle i am robbie uh kyle Mm -hmm. we've been in quarantine for a little over a month how you living are you holding up are you at the breaking point are you about to crack um have you ever been walking on a sidewalk and there's the little cracks in the sidewalk and then there's like little kind of pieces of grass popping up in between the cracks yes i'm like one of those blades of grass you are a a weed that is an unintentional consequence of nature you are a hazard in some cases, some people might think you're beautiful. Some people might think you belong. But for the most part, you're just kind of out of place. Most people don't think that you belong where you are. Uh, and, and they'd rather you're not there. They'd rather you be where you're supposed to be uh, and not get in their way. But the more optimistic people, the people that have more of a positive outlook on life, might think of you as a persistent, perseverant being that is overcoming obstacles in order to thrive and reach for the stars through photosynthesis through photosynthesis that that that's what i was going for nailed it you are photosynthesis you just wanted me to say photosynthesis which i've gotten really good at saying since i couldn't say it as a child photosynthesis (laughs) photosynthesis you turned a weakness into a strength that's exactly yeah it's it's one of the best words it's one of my best words. One of your best words. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm trying to find a rhythm. I'm trying to find a routine. I need a routine. Uh, it seems like every day there's at least one thing that pops up that gets me out of my flow. It's like I start the day and I'm like, okay, yeah, I know when my meetings are. I know when my classes are. I know when my breaks are. And then some last minute meeting gets scheduled. Or I got to, you know make a phone call and that takes away from my workout time or something. And so I'm trying to be better at going with the flow, but I'm not always a go with the flow kind of person. Mm. And so, uh, that's, that's been an adjustment, but we're doing it. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. I'm just going to keep telling myself that we're fine. We will get through this at some point. I believe in you. I don't know why, but I do. Thanks. That's nice. <laughs> this is the part where you segue. Um, what's next? I didn't look at your little yeah. note. The woman. The woman. The woman is always after the intro. Ah, yes. Our woman of the See, week. See, this is t- this is getting out of the flow. This is what I'm talking about. We even yeah. had a plan. Yeah, and this, it's good for you. See, I'm 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 giving you practice as we speak. Our woman of the week comes from Georgetown, Tennessee. 
where senior citizen Lane McKeel's groceries at Fresh and Low totaled $173, but he only had $140, and he was about to turn back and return some of the items, but the 17-year-old cashier, Elizabeth Taylor, said, no, don't worry, it's paid for, and she covered the difference out of her own pocket. So Elizabeth Taylor is our Woman of the Week. Good job, Elizabeth. Helping old people in the pandemic. Yes, not only are you a frontline essential worker but you are helping people that need it uh when they need it so good on you uh we are kind of going against the grain you haven't been thrown in jail for what you've done you have not Uh, mandela but you're only 17 i think she still has time to mandela that's true i think this is your stepping stone and then you're going to do something big and you're going to get thrown in jail and then we're going to (laughs) mention you again Get thrown in jail for something good, though, Elizabeth. You have so much life ahead of you. Don't don't take this new status as woman of the week, and you know make like a a child movie star and use that fame and and power for evil. We don't want you to go down a dark path. We want you. We do want you to go to prison, but a good in a good way. You know, <laughs> in a in a in a big act activist kind of in a Mandela-esque way. way. Yeah, we want you to Mandela. We don't want you to Macaulay Culkin or uh, Lindsay Lohan. Did Macaulay Culkin go to prison? No, he's just weird. (laughs) He had so much promise and he turned weird. Yeah, he was such a cute kid. I mean, he was on top of the world. He was a cute kid. He dated Mila Kunis for a long time. Like he He, He did that after he turned weird. I don't understand that at all. We yeah, talk it's one about of the biggest mysteries of our lifetime. Uh, yeah, but I guess Lindsay Lohan's the one you really don't want to be. She, uh, the Olsen twins got weird too. They did. I don't really know what happened there. Have they have? I don't know if they went to prison. I think they just, you know, kind of did their own weird stuff. Yeah, lots of eye makeup and not a lot of food. <laughs> I feel bad Happens to the best of us. They were so darn cute when they were kids. I remember having a crush on the Olsen twins when I was. Oh, I like, definitely did. I was like ten or whatever age mm-hmm. we were back then. They were cute. Yeah. The Olsen twins and Hayden Panettiere and Remember the Titans were like two of my youth crushes. You've talked about Hayden Panettiere. She turned out good though. She's still, you know, she never really went off the screen, but she's always, you know, been doing good things. Hillary Duff, I never had a crush on Hillary Duff, but she kind of went down a weird path for a while, I think, but now I think she's back. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Elizabeth. Good job, Elizabeth. We look forward to your future as a positive person. Yeah. And you know what I bet Elizabeth wouldn't do? I bet she wouldn't make somebody who lives to eat breakfast go without (laughs) breakfast foods for an entire week. I bet she would if you took something important away from her. (laughs) I bet she absolutely would because she's smart and she would know what buttons to push. And that was honestly the only button I could think to push with you, Kyle. So for those that follow us on Instagram, Kyle's been hitting up the Instagram stories to document his challenge of the week, which was no breakfast foods. I was impressed with you, Kyle. There, it wasn't an impossible challenge because it was not. I took bacon away. I took egg, like I took the traditional, but like you were having some things that made sense to have in the breakfast time. For the most part, yeah, like ham and cheese 
sandwich like that's people will put ham in like breakfast burritos and stuff so it's not a weird thing to eat in the morning um the weirdest ones i had was probably tortellini that was that was a strange breakfast and when i created the challenge that's what i wanted (laughs) i wanted you to have to eat like spaghetti for breakfast or like you know brisket or something you know that is not breakfast but for the most part you didn't do that i was happy to see tortellini though yeah, today I had a chicken breast, some roasted potatoes, and cold pizza, which is like, yep, kind of breakfasty, kind of not. the The chicken breast was kind of weird. The hard part was like in the weekend where I normally make bacon and waffles to eat. I still did that, but not for me. I made it for Danny and then had to make something else for me. That, that was particularly uh, heartbreaking for you, I'm sure. Not only, like, I would have, I'm not that nice. I would have just been like, I'm not having breakfast. You make your own damn breakfast. Or, <laughs> or yeah. Or we're not, neither of us are having breakfast. We'll wait for lunch. Well, and Danny thing. bought a large pack of bacon, not knowing that you were going to give this challenge. And so we just had a large pack of bacon sitting in the fridge. So I made some of it for her. And now I'm very excited. Tomorrow I'm just going to make a lot of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> well, so check out the Instagram for that. You can see Kyle's, <laughs> you know, eating a week's worth of bacon all in one sitting. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried my best to give you something that was achievable. I did not design it with any kind of positive intentions at all other than the fact that now you know that you know you have some other creative breakfast ideas should you need it but let's be real i don't need it see normally normally my breakfasts are very regular monday wednesday and friday i eat four egg waffles tuesday and thursday i do toast or cereal and then the weekends is usually where i make a bigger breakfast and so this whole time I couldn't do any of my regular things. My waffles were just sitting there crying in the freezer. Um, yeah. But I'm looking forward to getting back to to eating my normal stuff. Yes, I'm sure your egos do miss you. You're, you've yeah. been eating egos every other day for like at least five years, I think. Um, for like probably 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so... This was a good opportunity for you to withdraw I, I, a little bit. Yep, I tried something else, didn't like it, but now I know I don't like it. I'm going back to my waffles. See, and that's like me with the phone in the bathroom, which we'll talk about some more. I've done some digging. We're, I'm continuing to spar with this unknown listener that <laughs> keeps keeps poking the bear, and I'm, I'm armed with data now. So yep. there's your teaser. So... It's my turn to challenge you now, and I uh, there's a lot of different ways that I could go. I did get a suggestion from a follower, um, Tyson Hesacker sent in a suggestion, which I'm going to do later, but I'm not going to do this week because I feel like the first two challenges, we took something away from each other, and so I figured this time we, I should reverse it and make you do something as opposed mm. to make you not do something. So we have different themes as we spar with challenges. Well, I mean, I just wanted to not always just be taking stuff away from you. I thought I would think outside of the box as motivated by having to think out of the box for all of my breakfast for a week. Um, and this one, this one's not even bad. This one you'll be fine with. It's, I want you to write and send four physical letters this week. 
Write and send four physical letters. Do postcards count? I feel like there needs to be like if you if you do a postcard, you gotta like fill up that postcard with writing. Yeah. Okay. No particular people. I get to choose the people. Yeah, whoever you want to be. I just I feel like I want more mail to happen in the world. And I know that your muse is big on the mail thing. She sends stuff all the time. So this shouldn't be hard for you. I just yeah. wanna wanna increase the amount of mail in the world. I like post. Well, especially since the post office is coming under fire. We gotta keep those guys in business. Exactly. Okay. So if you listening out there want a postcard from me, good luck. No. <laughs> um you can DM us your address, and I may send you a postcard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say it's, it's got to be four different people. You can't just send them to the same four person. <laughs> send one message broken up into four <laughs> postcards. That would be cool, though. What if I, like, like I broke, like I had a big piece of paper, and I wrote a message on it, and then broke it into pieces and sent them by themselves, and you had to wait until you got all four to be able to read the message. You know what would be fun is if you did that, and you sent them to four different people, but had clues on them of how to get, I, we can't do this in time of a pandemic, because people can't get yeah. together, but if you had clues and brought four people together to read the, the final message. Interesting. Intriguing. Ideas for, for a post-pandemic world. <laughs> now my mind is turning. Hmm. I might, I might actually have a way to make this a little more creative, a little See? more clever. There you go. But if you do want to be on my mailing list, <laughs> that will last for one week. <laughs> if I already have your address, you probably know that. You just have to submit a formal request for mailing. Uh, and if I don't have your address... Please drop us a line in a private message or an email at the playful or sorry the playful banter podcast at gmail dot com uh, and see if you are one of I'm going to do a lottery system if I get too many Ooh. I, I'm not writing fifty letters <laughs> but I will I will possibly write more than four we'll see how I do I will commit to if we get at least five people that specifically ask to receive letters I can do at least five I can do one day. There you go. So, so get on our mailing list now uh, and see what that might include because I have no idea, but I'm going to make it spicy. Ooh, spicy. And that's what you need to know. Um, <laughs> now, Kyle. Yes. To keep it along this train of thought, it's mail time. It is mail time. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Well done, Kyle. So, uh, <clears throat> if you remember back to the first week of our challenges, I was challenged to not take any screens into the bathroom. Uh, and in response to that, one of our listeners in particular, who has emailed a few times about this, was horrified that <laughs> that's even a thing that people take screens into the bathroom. <coughs> uh, and... It definitely is. So they voiced their horror last week. And then we continued to kind of have this conversation about how especially younger people take their phones. But I argued that even older generations took stuff into the bathroom. Like it was, you know, it's it's one of those cliche things. You're sitting in the bathroom and you're reading the paper. Yes. Um, or or a magazine. reading a magazine or something. 
It's just something that a lot, not everybody does, I get it, but a lot of people do on a fairly regular basis. So then we got a couple of emails this week from um, this random listener. The first one, which was sent on Tuesday, reads, Dear Playful Banter, my last email was in regards to best practices in the bathroom. You suggested that I might be reading magazines in the bathroom. You are wrong. <laughs> I have no idea what you do in the bathroom. I suggest that a lot of people read magazines in the bathroom. If you are not one of those people, okay. Uh, but yes, I did suggest that a lot of people, and you know, I didn't know. Maybe I just kind of assumed most people do something in the bathroom. I took a yeah. shot. You're not one of those people. Okay. When I was young, it, the message continues, when I was young, I remember seeing magazines in the toilet areas of Old, she put old in quotes, old people. I could not imagine why one would need entertainment during a brief stay to do one's business. It seemed to me that those people needed some type of medical intervention if they spent that much time taking care of things. So now I am quote unquote old. I go in, I do my business, I do not text or read, and then I leave. Random listener. P.S. My husband also thinks you are wrong and requests that you never hand him your phone or suggest that he look at it. That's a Deal. strong request. I know. I guess I guess uh, I've really, really poked the bear here. <laughs> uh, so, in response to this, just, in, you know, nothing that that random listener said was incorrect. There are certainly people out there that do nothing in the bathroom but their business. They get in and out. They go quick. Not everybody's body works that way, right? Um, and even if it is a quick stop, you're still in there for a little bit of time. So uh, I did some some digging, and there have been a lot of surveys on this topic, especially recently. So according to the ladders.com, they did a, a big survey Um and almost half of people took their phones into public restrooms. 88% of people took their phones into the bathroom in their homes. It's practically 9 out of 10. Yeah, so 9 out of 10 people basically use their phones in the bathroom. Um, Kyle and I were talking, we're not really sure why that many people aren't using, like taking them into a public bathroom, because where's your phone? When you're out backwards. in public, if it's not with you. But maybe they're not using it. Possibly because they're trying to go a little bit faster. Because That's, That could be. Maybe they just maybe they brought it with them, but they're not using it. They keep it in their pocket or their bag or whatever. Public bathrooms are gross. You're trying to get in and out a little bit faster. You know your personal bathroom's a little cleaner, and you can relax and scroll through the Twitter and Facebook a little bit more. Now, CBS also did a big survey on this topic, and they said 75% of Americans take and use their mobile phones while in the bathroom. So there is actual certified data that suggests that if you are not <laughs> using your phone in the bathroom, that's fine, but you are in the minority. And so I would say it's not just me you shouldn't be looking at their phones. Maybe you just need to have a practice of you're never touching anybody else's phone ever. Um, because odds are three out of four people at least are people that look at their phone for some amount of time while doing the business. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, now that listener also sent a follow-up email to us on Wednesday, and it is a comic. Um, and I'm not really sure how to properly represent the comic on a podcast. I mean, luckily, only one person talks in this comic. I guess that's true. Kyle, so it's, read, the, read the comic. The comic is three older gentlemen sitting around a table in what appears to be a diner. And one says, I'm not really up on current events anymore, and I blame it on Superlax. Since I've started using Superlax for my constipation, I've really fallen behind on my reading. Which supports her you know their claim that old people read the news on the toilet which is true Um, (laughs) but it also supports the claim that people do read things on the toilet um and so yeah yes some people take their time when they go to the bathroom some people just because of the way that their body works it's not a just an in and out type of thing uh and you need some things to do in there they have been making spe- they have been publishing books specifically for reading on the toilet for an awful long time. Um, so yeah, I know that that exists. <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> I'm going to continue to do it, but uh, we'll close the chapter on uh, toilet entertainment, and we will move on now to the merits of letter writing. Yes. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking quarantine houses as well as quarantine foods. So come on back now. So now we're back. You were getting so good at the bring us back, Kyle. So good. So good. Uh, so good. So good. It's playful banter time right now. Ah, I gave it a shot. Didn't work out. Perfectly. <laughs> uh, so for those of us that follow us on the social media sphere, uh, and for those that don't, what's wrong with you? Uh, but on the Facebook, on Twitter at Two Gnomes One Pig, on Instagram at Two Gnomes One Pig, uh, we did kind of a fun thing that's been trending the last couple of weeks, which is pick your quarantine house. And for those of you that are unfamiliar with this, you're given several options filled with different groupings of uh, celebrities, right? So like ESPN's done one with different groups of athletes and you know different movie stars and different comedians, whatever. So I went in and I made my own uh, set of quarantine house options and put it out to the people to debate amongst themselves what they think would be the best house for them to stay in. So if you want to follow along from where you are, uh, because I will be saying a lot of names in different houses and it might be hard without actually looking at them, uh, just go to our Facebook, go to our Twitter, go to our Instagram, and you'll find them there. Uh, And then we'll tell you what we think the best houses are. We'll tell you what the people have chimed in and said their preferred house is. Um, but Kyle, I will say, most people, it's an interesting look into people's minds because it is the arguments that people are making about these are really interesting. 
ones that I thought nobody would be interested in, some people want. Ones that I thought would actually be pretty attractive, nobody's interested in. Um, they're having disagreements amongst themselves, and that's there really fun. There are a wide array of answers. There has, there's not a consensus at all. No, there's really not, which was the goal. I didn't want to just have one loaded house, so yes. I tried to spread it out. So, to get this thing kicked off, let me tell you who our contestants are. So, every house has an athlete, an actor, a Disney sidekick, an animal actor, a late-night comedy host, and a singer or musician. So, Kyle, maybe we alternate by houses and tell the people who are in these houses. All right. So in house one, we have Shaq as the athlete, Tina Fey as the actor, Timon and Pumbaa as the sidekick, which is two sidekicks, a Porg as the animal actor, Samantha Bee as the late night host, and Ozzy Osbourne as the musician. In house two, Charles Barkley, Will Smith, Lumiere and Cogsworth, the sidekicks from Beauty and the Beast, Marcel the Monkey from Friends, James Corden, and Beyonce, Queen Bee herself. That's a good house. In house three, we have Peyton Manning, Amy Poehler, Olaf from Frozen, Flipper the Dolphin, Jimmy Fallon, and Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's right. Um, in house four, Megan Rapino, women's national soccer team star, Will Ferrell, Mushu from Mulan, Salem, the talking black cat from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Trevor Noah, and Lady Gaga. And in house five, we got Serena Williams, John Krasinski, the genie from Aladdin, Air Bud, Conan O'Brien, and Jay-Z. Don't act like you wouldn't want to snuggle Air Bud. House six, our final house, has Marshawn Lynch, Kristen Wiig, Pascal, the chameleon from Tangled, Lassie, Stephen Colbert, and Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo herself. So, those are our choices. Uh, Let's go through and see what people had to say. And one person in particular had some beef Hmm. with one person being left off. That is our press secretary, secretary of the media, slash future McGowan, Danielle Frack. She is very upset that Taylor Swift was not an option. I realize that that is an oversight. (laughs) I want to say that I'm not alone in this because your fiancé approved it before it went out. I did do that. And I would also argue that it would be less fun for you because if Taylor Swift was in one of those houses, you wouldn't even look at who the other people in the house were. You would just go with that house. And that's where's the fun in that? There's no debate in your mind about which house you would be in. Um, Now I get for other people that aren't you, that maybe don't just have a casual liking of Taylor Swift, that would have been a good option maybe in place of a Lady Gaga or a J-Lo. I grant you that. (laughs) Just saying. So on Facebook, we got a a wide array of responses. Aaron Ghirardelli says House 3. Corey Oslin said House 5. Patrick Hewitt said House 4. And Jesse Pritchard made up his own house, said House 7, consisting of Frankie Muniz, Frankie Muniz, Frankie Muniz, Frankie Muniz, Jaden Smith, and Frankie Muniz. So he should be banned from the Facebook. Yes, he is 
a devil man. Okay, <laughs> now on the Twitters, uh, one of our most loyal father- followers, Hayes, Alan, uh, says, House 2 for sure. Very confident. Um, and I think Beyonce is his big, uh, his big driving force for that one. So he says, Beyonce, duh. Love Corden, Barkley, and Smith would be hilarious. Uh, Lumiere, Lumiere and Cogsworth are arguably the best Disney pair after Timon and Pumbaa. Um, and then he said the monkey is fine. So he thinks that Marcel, the monkey from Friends, is tolerable, not necessarily a selling point, but not enough of a reason to pick a different house. He then says after that, house five, four, six, one, and three would be his least desirable house. Um, he had a couple of responses. I'm going to say their Twitter handles. Uh, at KP Duck said, interesting, at a glance, number three might be my first choice. Interesting, because Chess's last choice was number three. At Ambient Petey said, five was his top one, two, six, three, four, and one. Uh, tough choices could easily flop a couple of those around, but house five inches out house two for the top spot. So Chess's was House 2. House 5 had Serena Williams, John Krasinski, The Genie from Aladdin, Airbud, and Conan. I figured Airbud would be nice because people, one, get their sports fix, and two, get their puppy fix. It's true. Um, at TJ Fronius said, yeah, gotta go 2, then 5, because of Charles Barkley and Will Smith. But, but some good debate happening there. Some good debate happening there. Yep. As you mentioned, our press secretary, secretary of the media, refused to choose because she didn't see Taylor Swift, and she said so on Twitter. Um, And she got a response from Angelica K2, said, tough choice between one and three, but Tina Fey and Ozzy win. So ended up going with house one. Interesting. So, So a pick for house one. And then on the Instagrams, E Sites R said, as much as I don't like dolphins, which is an interesting statement to make, as much as I don't like dolphins, number three would be her pick, which is Peyton Manning, Amy Poehler, Olaf, Flipper, Jimmy Fallon, and Lin-Manuel Miranda. I think over the course of all of those, there were only two houses that were not someone's top pick. I think no one wanted house four and no one wanted house six. Which one would be your top house? I don't know. Um, there was definitely a few that I narrowed it down to. Um, I do like house two. Barkley Smith, uh, James Corden, and Beyonce. That's tough to beat. That's a lot of comedy. That's a lot of Beyonce. Um, I didn't necessarily love house one when I wrote it, but the more <laughs> that I think about it, um, I love Samantha B. A porg was not my top like animal actor because it'd be fun though. It doesn't talk, but man, they're cute. So I mean, you know, just kind of having a cute porg around. It's it's also the most bird like though. That's not a fan true. Of birds. But Tina Fey, I'm a huge fan of. I think Tina Fey and Shaq um, and Samantha B would be a pretty fun house to be in. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, we'll talk about the individual category rankings in a second. Ozzy Osbourne was probably the lowest ranked person in here, but I did think that he had some some appeal. I think that actually for me, though, I would go with house number three um, 
Peyton Manning is hilarious. Olaf, um, you know, gives you those positive vibes. And Amy Poehler, Jimmy Fallon, and Lin-Manuel Miranda, those all might be top 10 human beings in my in my book. I, I think that, <laughs> that would be a pretty pretty funny house to be in, and I'm just a huge Lin-Manuel fan because, you know, he's, he's not only... Uh, I could see Jimmy Fallon and Lin-Manuel, they get along great together. They could do rap battles and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I just, you yeah. know... Kind of like Beyonce, it's hard to turn down a house with Lin Manuel in it. Uh, what yep. do you think, Kyle? What would be your house? I'm torn between two and three. Um, we got yeah. we got Will Smith as kind of my main draw to two, and Lin Manuel as my main draw to three. And I just don't know how to pick between them. Um, I never seen Frozen, so Olaf doesn't do much for me. Flipper and the Monkey, I think, is an interesting matchup, actually. I think that's a fun one, but I've always been partial to monkeys. Uh, I may go two just for the just for kicks, but I, you can't go wrong yeah. between two or three. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and Marcel the Monkey was a little bit of a knock for me, too. Oh, I'm, I'm pro-monkey. The monkey, the monkey brings house two up for me. See, if he did more, though... I think that I would be more partial to him. He does. He's not like trained to retrieve things, or like he's he's not one of the the animal actors that in the movie that he's in, you know, is you know mischievous and you know brings you people's pocket money and you know can go You're out and do quarantine. chores. You're in quarantine. You have plenty of time to train the monkey as you see fit. Right. Well, and I'll tell you, like Flipper, not a huge advantage in quarantine either. That's true. It takes uh, up a lot of you space. Know, you put him in the bathtub, or you you, yeah, you put him in the pool or something, and and that's just kind of where he hangs out. But it does seem like you can communicate with him. Um, I thought that House Six would actually get a little bit more love, and House Four. You could make reasonable. Uh, I like House arguments Six. for both. I'm a big Colbert yeah, fan. Was... I'm a big Marshawn Lynch fan. Can't go wrong with J Lo and Kristen Wiig. Yeah, Kristen Wiig honestly is like one of my favorite people. Kristen Wiig would be great to have in a quarantine house. Marshawn Lynch to me is kind of the athlete version of Ozzy Osbourne. It's just like having him around could be annoying, but it could also be gold at some times. You know, oh, I think like he's gold. probably yeah. I mean, but he's gold when the attention's on him. But if you're around him a hundred percent of the time, you actually think he's that entertaining, or is he just kind of? gonna loaf around and like i think he'll, he would have his moments but i don't think he would constantly bring the funny like some i think he's one of those guys that if i was ever bored i just see him sit on the couch and i'd ask him any question that pops into my mind and whatever his response <laughs> is would entertain me what do you think stars taste like skittles so to give you guys a glimpse and kyle i think you might have some debate on how i did this um, I'm because, curious how you ranked these when you did this. So I had six houses in six categories. So every house had one of each category, right? And so what I did is I ranked each category, one through six, uh, you know, athletes, one through six, comedians, one through six. And then every house has a one seed, a two seed, a three, a four, a five, and a six. Um, and so I tried to spread it out as much as possible, which is why they're kind of balanced, which I think worked because we do have yeah. some debate. Uh, but I will tell you what the seeds were, and Kyle, you have a chance to yell at me, and I will yell back and tell you why <laughs> I was correct 
in doing so. So starting with athletes, Shaq was the number one seed for athletes. Charles Barkley was a close number two. Uh, so I will say TNT, good job uh, nailing those two guys down yeah. as your entertainer athletes. I think both of those guys are hilarious. Peyton Manning, three. Great job uh, in commercials and on SNL and stuff. And uh, nationwide, yeah, nationwide uh, commercials. <laughs> Megan Rapino was the four, Serena's the five, and Marshawn's the six. I assume your biggest issue is that Marshawn is the six. Yeah, I probably would have had Marshawn in the top two. Okay. All right. Really? Ahead of... I'd probably go Marshawn. Marshawn. I think go Marshawn one. I'd go Marshawn Shaq. Wow. All right. Difference of opinion. I'm right. You're wrong. Shut up. Uh, on to actors. I had Will Ferrell as the number one seed for actors. Actually, oh, that's, not, that's not correct. <laughs> so I had Will Ferrell, Tina Fey, Will Smith. Amy Poehler is the four, Kristen Wiig is the five, and John Krasinski is the six. So I'll also tell people, as much as possible, I tried to have an even split of men and women. There are more men overall on the list, um, you know, and obviously none of them apply to Disney sidekick or animal actors. But like late night hosts, there aren't as many women late night hosts, and so that would, that became harder. But um, I tried to have an even split of men and women. So yeah. you don't like Will Ferrell as the one. You put the wrong Will as the one. Will Smith is clearly the one in that situation. Um, yeah, well, I, Will Smith is one of the all-stars of the, uh, you know, if you were to have a dinner party, you know. He's so multi He's another guy. He's a comedian. He's a singer. He's an actor. He could have fallen into multiple categories. Yes, and so he's the one. I, I put personally, I'm fine with the way he did it, but I, I personally put Polar ahead of Faye. Ooh, I don't know about that. And I put Krasinski higher than last. Probably ahead of Kristen Wiig. Oh, Kristen Wiig's gold. I would have loved to have a house with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler together, just because they're such a good tandem. But that's not how the game works. Nope. Uh, Disney sidekicks. Genie from Aladdin was my number one. Um, I dare you to argue me on that one. That's such an advantage to have in your house. Uh, Mushu is number two. a lot of drama, though. Mushu was two. He's hilarious and useful. Number three was Timon and Pumbaa. I would have swapped those. Yeah, I figured. Number four was Lumiere and Cogsworth. Five was Olaf from Frozen. And six was Pascal the Chameleon from Tangled. Yeah, I haven't seen Frozen or Tangled, uh, but Timon and Pumbaa are the are the number one option in that whole thing. Really, ahead yep. of the genie. See, yeah, the, the genie, genie causes all sorts of drama that I don't want to deal with. What kind of drama would the genie cause, other than giving you stuff? It gives one person stuff, and then everyone else is mad at the person that he's given the stuff, and then you got the pressure of what you're going to pick because you only get a few. It's yeah, that's too much. See, but remember in the movie, the genie transforms himself and does a lot of entertaining, um, you know, and he mm-hmm. does give you things and help you out even when you're not using your wishes. So yes, I think that you probably could talk to genie in a time of quarantine into giving you some stuff and he's just super entertaining. It's Robin Williams, man. 
Yeah, but what you need in quarantine is the Hakuna Matata mentality, and there's nobody that gives that to you better than Timon and Pumbaa. That's fair. That's fair. I love me some Timon and Pumbaa, but didn't think that uh, they were necessarily going to be as useful, like as far as things that you could gain in quarantine. Um, Animal actors. This was an interesting category for me to pick, um, but... I feel like a lot of the attention during quarantine is on people's pets. People are loving yep. loving on their pets right now, and so I wanted to have some kind of pet angle on this. So my number one seed was Lassie, because in a time of dire need, who would you rather have than Lassie? Always knows what to do and what you need. Uh, number two was Airbud. Number yeah. three was Salem the Cat from Sabrina. I thought that talking gives a pretty good... Uh, wow, you had a cat in the top half. Look at you. Well, I did limit myself to two dogs, and they're the one and two seed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the four was the Porg from Star Wars, which I get is not a real animal, but whatever. Leave me alone. Uh, Marcel the Monkey from Friends is five, and Flipper was the six seed. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with the dogs up there. I would put the cat lower. I'd put the monkey up there. I'm a big monkey fan in general. Where so, do you put the Porg? The Porg was the four seed. How do you feel about the Porg at four? I mean, it's I guess... cuteness, but not much else. So here's the thing. It's, if we're talking real world and a Porg comes, that's phenomenal because Porgs don't really exist. But in this terms of movie land, I'd put Porg like four. I think you're a fine well, there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I put Flipper there at six, you know, just to kind of... Flipper, flipper, like a, like a lot of the six seeds, you just kind of got to hide them somewhere and hope that the rest of the house is strong enough to overcome. But I mean, I'm, cool. I'm, a, I'm a big Flipper fan. The problem is in quarantine, I got no, I got no place for it to put Flipper. I, got one I feel bathroom. like if you're in a warm weather environment and you've got Flipper in the pool and you're just lounging in the backyard drinking I would know, love some that. quarantinis and you're hanging mm-hmm. out with Flipper, I think that's a great thing because apparently Flipper can kind of talk. So, Late night hosts. I had, and this was hard because I like a lot of these guys, and I will say, I did not have Jimmy Kimmel as an option on here. Um, I don't know if anybody feels strongly about Jimmy Kimmel. I just personally don't love him as much as I love the rest of these. Interesting. Uh, Jimmy Fallon is my number one. Colbert was two. Conan, three. Trevor Noah, four. Samantha B, five. And James Corden, six. Oh, Interesting. Which I kind of felt bad about having Corden that low, but I couldn't figure out who to have him jump other than maybe Samantha B. I would go Colbert, Fallon, Corden. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I I also like I just have so much freaking respect for Samantha B for being like the only female late night host out there. Um, so big ups to her. She she shouldn't have been the six. Corden's good. He's got the musical talent and stuff. Um, Trevor Doe is a cool dude, though. I put him at the four. You're not a Conan fan? Conan's fine. He's just, I don't get excited about it. I don't, I don't dislike Conan. I don't love Conan. No. Conan's just, Conan's just there. I like the way his yeah. hair bounces. Yeah. Conan's the guy whose monologues always suck, but when he actually has conversations with people, he's hilarious. And I figured that that is mainly what quarantine is. That's so, true. That's a good point. So I, I bumped him up a little bit. 
Um, singers, last category. And yes, Taylor Swift should have been in here, but she's not. <laughs> Get over it. Uh, number one, Beyonce. Number two, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Number three is J Lo. Number four mm. is Jay Z. And uh, number five is Lady Gaga. And number six was Ozzy Osbourne, who again was in there just for giggles, not because he's actually someone you want to hang out with. Wow. That's part of what makes the quarantine room debate interesting is you have to pick a house probably with someone you don't want to be with sometimes as well. Yeah. See, now if we're going like whose music I like the best, then. No, that's not what I was thinking. I, I would go Lin Manuel Jay Z, but if I'm going in a house and I'm going Lin Manuel, then Beyonce. Right, that was my thinking. It wasn't necessarily like none of this was based on their actual performance in their category. Like Shaq and Charles Barkley are not the two best athletes in the history of the world, um, but they might be the two best athletes to be in a house with. And so, when ranking these as singers, it wasn't necessarily their rankings as this is how good you are at music it's here's how i would rank you of order that i would want to be in a house with you type of thing. although man it'd be fun to hang out with jay-z too that's a yeah, that's a tough one i think yeah. i actually I, I might move jay-z ahead of j-lo I'm but sure other than that i think i i think i nailed it i think beyonce is the number one lin manuel's the number two and then there's a, to me there's a pretty big drop off after that i think those are the clear one two as soon as J-Lo went, started going out with A-Rod, she went down in my power rankings. And so she did good at the Super Bowl. I would go Lynn, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Gaga, J-Lo, Osborne. Really? You got mm-hmm. Gaga ahead of J-Lo? Oh, yeah. She's interesting. She's much more interesting than J-Lo. Yeah. Honestly, if I were to redo this again... I might put T Swift instead of J Lo. What would you do then? How high would T Swift be on this list? Um, I'd probably put her at three behind Beyonce and Lin Manuel on my list. I'd probably put her at two on my list. Ahead of Beyonce. Ahead of Beyonce. Wow. All right. I respect it. All right. So that was the quarantine house challenge. Um, even though it was last week, go ahead, chime in. Tell us why I'm wrong. I'll tell you why I'm right. And then we'll have a nice fun back and forth. We'll recap it next (laughs) week on the show. It'll be a whole big thing. Uh, But Kyle, now we are on to uh, getting social. We're getting social. And we did have a request on the Twitter sphere from a man who did not participate in the quarantine house challenge. So I don't know why we care what he says, but we do. We are men of our word when it comes to if you tweet us, we will talk about it. And he said that he wants us to list our top five quarantine foods. All right. We should go quickly because we're at 53 minutes. Yes. And so how are we interpreting quarantine foods, Kyle? Tell uh, the I'm think The way I read it is my the five favorite foods that I've eaten while being quarantined. Okay. What's your five? Uh, waffles. And I took them away from you for a whole week. Yep. I'm ah. a big waffle guy. Last night, my, f- my number five was a Five Guys milkshake. Mm, that's it was a good one. The, the Muse had a hankering. Um, 
It was the first time we've ever actually Uber Eats anything or Grubtub anything. Um, but she had a hankering for a milkshake, so we ordered in some milkshakes. I had a peanut butter banana chocolate milkshake, mm, sounds which good. was very good. And she had peanut butter Oreo, which was also very good. Ooh. My number four is cheesy bacon fries. We got oh, those from a local wing place that we ordered in from, and it was wonderful. Those do sound good. Mine, number four, is these no-bake chocolate eggs that the Muse made for oh. East, Easter deliveries. Those we, uh, good. Yeah, we went around, and she, she'd made some delicious desserts, including these little chocolate egg things that were dipped in chocolate, um, and those things are delicious. Yeah, my number three is the macaroni and brisket that we had um we got delivered the brisket mix it in the macaroni phenomenal yep uh my number three chicharrones which is crispy pork we made it up in the uh the instant pot uh and i i just like that it's so flavorful it's uh it's got that nice crisp um texture to it and we made a ton of it and so we put it in a variety of things we had tacos um i put it in an omelet one morning um put it in a salad there was a bunch of different things we did with it um but boy those that is some some good meat my number two is a calzone i'm a big calzone fan i hadn't had a calzone in years and we ordered it from a place called 48 north near us and it was phenomenal meat calzone my number two is Thai food, uh, and it was hard to delineate because we... Just all the Thai food. Well, we picked up Thai food one time. It was the one thing we picked up during quarantine. Um, and then we also made a different Thai meal a couple weeks later, and it was all delicious. I love me some Pad Thai, some Pad Siu, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Always good. My number one... Uh, is this sandwich that I pressed on my panini press. And let me tell you about it. So I went bread, then cheese. And then on top of the cheese, hard-boiled egg sliced into quarters. It's important that that goes on top of the cheese because the cheese holds it together. Put some tapatio on there, on top of the tapatio. Then you put turkey. Then you put another piece of bread, more cheese, Potato wedges. Those have to be on bottom of the cheese, too. Bacon. Last piece of bread. So you got a you got a piece of bread in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's important for the structural integrity of this sandwich. Press it all together in the panini press. Ooh, that was good. That sounds delicious. Minister of Food and Nutrition, we are issuing an official sandwich challenge to you. Mm, like because, this. I will say, if he's listening... Our friend group is doing something that I love, which is we all seem to be taking rotations of baking or cooking things and then delivering them to each other's doorsteps. It is top notch. And I'm thinking that since he hasn't done one yet, our minister of food and nutrition needs to make us some handcrafted sandwiches and deliver them to Mm -hmm. our doorsteps. I'm thinking that needs to happen. Uh, This is not compared to your sandwich. Your sandwich does sound better. But there is something about just a homemade sandwich. I yesterday made, was it two days ago? I don't know. 
Um, I had some leftover bread, and so I made a sandwich of bread, which I toasted both sides, melted the cheese. I don't have panini press, but I melted the cheese on there. I also heated up, so I put in the oven with the broil on while the bread was toasting so that the turkey and rotisserie chicken got hot as well. So you got some Mm -hmm. hot meat on there. Put that on there. Sriracha, Dijon mustard, lettuce, and pickles, bread, delicious. Yeah, you got to get yourself a panini press again. Yeah, I need to get married again and register for one. <laughs> I might ask for one for Christmas or my birthday. I don't know. There you go. Yeah. My number one, Kyle, is this really good, I think it's officially called Castanello bread, but basically it's baked bread with chunks of salami in it. Mm. Um, so like, you know, the muse, this is one of her specialties. She'll cube up chunks of salami and bake it into the bread. Man, that stuff is good. That I only have it. Good. seems like we have it like once a year. Like, I think it's even been a couple years since we had it, but I've been begging long <laughs> enough that I was able to get some. Um, Kyle, I want to ask you about your list. How many of the things on your list did you actually make? Uh, two. So the majority of yours were things that you ordered in. Ordered in two of them, was delivered one of them from a friend, and then made two of them. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we, one and a half was, we've only done two things. We did the milkshakes and we did the the pad thai. We've been doing Saturday nights, we, is our order out night, so we get food delivered every Saturday night. I think that's fair. That's fair. All right. Hold on. Oh, I'm so sorry. There's one more on the getting social. Oh, my bad. At Danielle Frack says, what would your quarantine gnome look like? I don't know what that means. I think it's like, you know how we have different um, like looking gnomes? Like we have a Rasta gnome. Yes. Got just a traditional gnome. Yes. I've got a Mariner's gnome in like a Mariner's uniform. Like what would your quarantine gnome be like? Like would it be long hair since it hasn't got its hair cut yeah yeah be wearing sweatpants yep yep you're on the right track lonely <laughs> <laughs> like just its eyes look kind of sad <laughs> very pale um Have you know the hat is hair. the hat's kind of droopy yeah um yeah definitely kind of a, a raggedy you know not a well put together gnome like maybe a shirt with like a mustard stain on it yeah a little loose fitting yeah a little bit of a pot belly maybe like sitting in a recliner maybe got some slippers on have a gnome sitting in a recliner with some slippers yeah like a just a wine bottle sitting next to him (laughs) there you go i think that that would probably be what my quarantine gnome would look like i like it all right now that's the end of getting social with it you didn't make yours I feel are, like we, that was, are we sharing that, it? We're sharing our gnome. I feel like that was a, t- a team effort on that gnome. All right, somebody make us that gnome. We're headed for a break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap this puppy up. Put it on your porch. Can I put a puppy on the porch? I really wish somebody would put a puppy on my porch. And we're back. Nice. Dang. 
back with our playful banter tweet of the week. This time brought to you by Mary H.K. Choi at Choi to the World, which is a nice little Great handle. handle. Great and, handle. And it says, can someone fix bacon packaging? This has gone on long enough. I saw that. I saw that tweet. It resonated with me deeply. Because it's just so annoying. Yeah. It's, and it seems like all the best things in life are hard to get to. <laughs> but it's like every other kind of meat has like nice easy open packaging and then you get to bacon and it's like vacuum sealed and you gotta cut out it with a military knife well part of it's that bacon is not cooked yet right and so you have to vacuum seal it a little bit tighter than like oven roasted turkey or ham like deli meat doesn't need to be vacuum packaged because it's already cooked it won't spoil as quickly as if it's right yeah i think so but i th- most of the time, you don't make all of the bacon in the packaging at once, so they should make it vacuum-packed, but also resealable. I think there are some companies that make it resealable, but that tends to not be the best stuff. I don't know. You ever gone to an uh, actual butcher to get bacon? Yes. It's top-notch. In, isn't that the best? Nice, mm-hmm. thick cuts of bacon. There's yeah. nothing better in this world, I'll tell you what. It is very good. Happy birthday to Chance the Rapper, who's turning 27 today. And Wilbur Wright, who's dead but brought us aviation. I do want to say Kyle vetoed this idea. And I want everybody to know so that you can get mad at him. Because I thought it was a great idea. Instead of top five quarantine foods, I thought that we should do, in honor of Easter and the whole He is Risen thing, I wanted to do top five dead people that we would bring back to life that you know like celebrities that we could bring back to life i thought that that would have been entertaining uh so i'm hoping there's enough of a public outcry that will make kyle feel bad enough where we will do it next week but until then the person who i hate even more than kyle is frankie (laughs) muniz who i think he had a he had a depressing tweet today too kyle and so did he i didn't read it that made me smile. Uh, he tweeted earlier today, I am a bad friend. I want to be better, but somehow time just keeps making me worse. Changing it today, y'all. Wow, that is like deep and sad. <laughs> he, he climbed in a little bit of a depression hole. That's, a, that's not a, a Kyle thing in the sense that when you do stuff like that, you're just like, we're all going to die. He's more like, I'm the worst. And I'm like, yes, Frankie, you're finally getting it. Good for you. But also, screw you. Kyle, 11 words for the people. Um, send Robbie your address so he can mail you letters. Bacon. Letters bacon. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. All right, people. Uh, have a great week. Unless you're Frankie Muniz, screw you. We will talk to you later. Never fear the bacon.